Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. Hi, and welcome back to I Used to Watch This, a podcast where we go back and watch the TV shows from the 70s and 80s when we were kids and see what we think about them now. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. All right, Mike, how's it going? Good, good. All right, what do we want to start off with today? Let's let's start out with uh, thanking some of our Facebook followers. Uh, we got Johnny Cisco, who posted the instruction manual pages for uh, the Greatest American Hero Lost Manual. Right, so and he actually, yeah, and like all the pay- and it was great because he actually listened to the podcast that we mentioned that so someone had it so that was nice that someone listened and uh it was it was really it, cool to see yeah right? i mean it's too bad i think he said the battery wore out or whatever so it didn't light up and he had a, cu- a few cool other things so if you go to our facebook page and you look for i think you can look for under posts or posts that other people posted you can see that too so yeah. Definitely go check it out. Right. Johnny's got a, a cool Greatest American Hero tattoo on his, yeah. on his floor. <laughs> yeah, I, you cool. know, if I, I haven't inked myself yet, but if I ever do, <laughs> that is on the list. That would be a good. You get a lot of questions, I bet, because no one would. would know. I mean, there'd be a lot of people that wouldn't know what it is. And it, you could have a cool story. Right. Right? I don't know. Right. I think it looks pretty cool. I liked it. Okay. And then uh, we've got Patrick, who posted the the pretty badass kit car. Yeah. That that was very impressive. I really yeah that. yeah. Patrick, if you have any pictures inside, if you have any stuff inside, yeah, send them my way dash. too. Yeah, I don't know. What, you know, from the outside, I look great too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything. I just don't know how far the uh, the setup is. We won't be disappointed, but right. it would be cool if the inside was also. Up. Yeah, exactly. And if it did actually have a turbo boost that you could actually jump <laughs> like a ravine, uh, video would be great too. Sure. <laughs> All right, and then we got uh, BK on the air. A big thank you to you for uh, doing some Facebook shares on a couple of things we posted. That's a, that's a big help. We greatly appreciate that. Right, and for everyone else too that's been sharing, that's great. Thank you. It's not like we're just sing, you know we don't only want to single out a few people, but obviously there's been a lot of sharing, and uh, it'd be hard to get everybody's name, but uh, we thank you everybody for any kind of sharing you do and stuff you post. It's great. We like uh, hearing from you and seeing what you think about the. TV shows that we used to watch. Right. Same time. I mean, everyone had their favorites and uh, it's great. That's why we're here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get into it then. Yes. What did we watch for this episode? This week, we revisited the $6 million man and we went with Rescue of Athena One with uh, co-starring Farrah Fawcett Majors. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that was a pretty exciting episode. I mean, that's a great second episode to watch. It was actually episode eight of season one, um, but I think it's um, it, it was a good choice. Yeah, and that's and what you it's good you pointed out too that it was for a foster major. I wasn't sure if she if they got married after the show already started, but I guess they were already married when the show even started. I didn't right, know that. Right. But of course, I was four, uh, six when the show <laughs> yeah, started, I so I don't think I paid much attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I knew there was some tie, and I, I actually remember as a kid hearing that Lee Majors wanted to have Farrah Fawcett as the bionic woman. Oh, uh, really? And there was some okay. controversy. Um, was she already doing Charlie's Angels? At that point? No, I, I'm I trying to think of like the eight, the uh, era, like because it was about what? It was a few years after. You know, we should know this, right? But right. that when that show started, and I can't remember what. 
how the timeline yeah. is between those two. I'll dig that up for a future episode. We'll yeah. talk through that um, a little bit. Yeah, because we definitely will be watching Charlie's Angels anyway. And Bionic Woman. Right. right. Both. Um, I did want to mention that I, I don't know if you uh, looked at who the writer was of the episode. You know, I tend to look at that stuff more. It was DC Fontana, which uh, was her real name was Dorothy. Not real name, but her initials were DC. But I guess she used her initials because being a female writer in that era, I guess that was a way for her to get past, not really past people, but she kind knew she had a feeling that it would, right, it would just right. get thrown in the trash, right? And right. she did a bunch of um, Star Trek episodes too, as well. I don't have all that stuff in front of me, but I thought that was kind of cool. And they also used um, for the title of the episode "Rescue of Athena." One Athena being the goddess, you know, so a female tie-in there. She's the goddess, right. you know, daughter of Zeus. I, don't know, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And in I fact, don't know if that was all part of it. <laughs> it was just me looking into it, but this yeah, I per- it was great. This particular episode, I know they also uh, wrote a novel or somebody wrote a novel. Right. Yeah, I saw uh, that. It was based like, on this episode. Yeah, one of a few only that they did novelizations for, I think. Yeah. 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 I think it may have been one of the like co-writer of the show. I'm not really sure. So yeah, I, I didn't look up that. But yeah, if anyone too, also has a... <laughs> I don't want to get too into that because I have no facts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not going to get too detailed here because, you know, we only look at the surface layer of stuff. Yeah, if right. you can't find it on Wikipedia within 30 <laughs> seconds, that's about as far as our research nice. goes. <laughs> right. But yeah, if anyone has any of those books, like novelizations of any of the shows we've done, I don't know how many actually have novelizations. I know I know, like Six Million Dollar Man started that came from a novel. You know, it was a guy that wrote... Um, Oh, it was called Cyborg. Sorry, the first one. Okay, right. That's right. kind of how they were. The idea came from they adapted it, but and they did novelizations, like you said, of a couple episodes. But um, I, I know, I remember. I think we talked about it too when we did Six Million Dollar Man. That I looked up one to try to, or maybe I didn't. I saw it, but it was like it was on Amazon for like three hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> for like some ratty, you know, torn up. Uh, paperback but it would be kind of cool to have something like that so yeah when I, actually the, the way i found that information i was looking for a source to watch rescue of athena one oh yeah and i came across the book so oh, i was like, okay. oh, like oh that's pretty cool was it for sale or did you just um you just saw a picture i just, of I just yeah. saw like a cover picture of the cover gotcha. and then, so then i did a little bit of digging and just found that it was a, a, a novelized version of this episode gotcha okay Gotcha. So anyway, so this episode, yeah. So we have Farrah Fawcett. Basically, um, we can, we'll go through the whole thing. But the premise is Steve Austin kind of being dragged back to NASA after basically retiring because now he's a super spy. Right. And so he can, um, as far as I understand, he's going to train Farrah Fawcett as being the first female NASA astronaut. Right. And the reason I say NASA astronaut because I don't know if they say in the show – but Russia had women go up in space first. Right, right. But um, Cosmonauts. Right. right, exactly. Well, I don't know. Yeah, would that be the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, I'd say so. But anyway, so that's the whole deal with it. And that's the whole the, why Athena won. Right, kind of stuff. right. So one other, one other thing to point out. Uh, I noticed there was, in the credits, Jules Bergman played himself. So I was curious, who who's Jules Bergman? So he, he's the, uh, the newscaster in the episode. And apparently, I I don't remember him. So wait, was that the guy that did the like the interview too? Yes, same guy. Okay, because yeah. they yeah okay 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 yeah I got you. So he apparently where they were like on the set of the Merv Griffin show basically. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. He was a real guy, so a real real newscaster of the time. So that that was pretty cool. Gotcha. So yeah. So anyway, this one we kind of start off. Uh, 
They're in the simulator. You don't really know what's going on. They just kind of show that. Well, they well first I think I you think see, you don't even know at first. No, you don't. Right, so right, you think right. Maybe they're in space. Right, exactly. Because they show mission control, right? Right. With all the giant computers around making all the noises, and then you see uh, Steve in there with Farrah Fawcett. And basically, it's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I mean, you know, I talked about him in the past being a bit of a baby with the nurse <laughs> at the hospital, um, and I agree. Like he was like. You're in a capsule with a supermodel, and you're getting all like <laughs> uptight. I mean, it, it, they don't delve into it. I don't know if it was supposed to be like that. Is like you know how things. I don't know if they were trying to make the point of you know guys didn't expect women to be doing this stuff. I don't know if that was the point of it. He, I don't never, know. he never says that. No, 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 no. He just says that he's worried about the safety of the crew right. and all that kind of stuff. But clearly, they're trying to create some kind of right. negative uh, this tension. atmosphere, yeah, some tension exactly. between them. Yeah. And then, you know, they show her. She's trying to, like, maneuver the thing. I don't know what she was trying to do. I'm assuming she was trying to reorient it for She's trying to die or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but the one guy in Mission Control is like, congratulations, Athena One. You were the first victim of Gimbal Lock. <laughs> Right, right. He like kind of yells it at her, and then I'm and like, like, Steve is like throwing shit around, basically. I mean, he just, not literally, but so immediately yeah. I'm thinking, what's gimbal lock? <laughs> but Steve, did you look it up? Steve, well, no, okay. I didn't, because Steve says right away. In case you don't know, gimbal lock it renders your compass uh, inactive, and basically nothing works at that point. Right. I think they're basically you'd skip off into space, never to be heard from again. Yeah, which so. I think they even say later. Right? Then, or am I confusing that? They with, may have. Am I but confusing I that with Gimbalock, Apollo 13? <laughs> yeah, Gimbalock was thrown around a few times in the episode. So gotcha. That, that yeah. stuck with me. So anyway, they get out of there and she's up. She's mad, obviously. Well, he's mad. So here's the part. She takes her helmet off. Right? So we don't really know right now. I mean, obviously we know. But you know, in 1974, we didn't know when she got out of the capsule and takes her helmet off. And she like waves her hair like a shampoo commercial. I was the exact like, Whoa. same thing. Like you her know? hair is perfect when it comes out. Yeah, it comes thing. out like beautifully styled. Yeah. It's like, I mean, wow. well, I don't think back in the day Farrah ever had a bad hair day. Probably not. No. I mean, so, um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it reminded me. I remember as a kid, Farrah Fawcett just being beautiful. But, it, it, you know, it, was, it, it brought that back. That, Yes, that was a fact. <laughs> <laughs> she was, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I can't remember if he said this or if I just wrote this. But did he actually say, I didn't want to help? Because <laughs> I, I, I wrote that. I was like, I didn't want to help. Like, he's, he, he, like I said, again, it just. He I was don't know, grumpy. Right. Yeah. And I, again, I can't tell if it's that he doesn't want, because it, they don't make it clear if it's because he's just a female or just no, he doesn't right. want to do this anymore. It felt like. To me, like I didn't think about, and maybe it's just me in the modern times. I didn't think about the male female right, thing. Exactly. What I just thought yeah. about is like they the needed two thousands. They yeah. needed, you know, the teacher student mm -hmm. tension. You know. Right. Exactly. My, my my thought was, I'm wondering if the night before they had a big fight at home so they can get into character. <laughs> you know, did they start fighting yeah, about something stupid right. so they can be all pissy at each other? Could be. <laughs> and, then, Good and then when they, you know, um, it wasn't. Uh, it was, you know, whoever was in charge of the mission. Um, I can't remember who, but he says to Steve, he's like, you know, you only have a week to go. And he's like, 
That's too long by seven days. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was some like, bad wow, he was early really 70s really cranky about this thing. Yeah. And I didn't know that the whole point of it, they were looking for additional sources of energy. I'm like, so what right. are they going to find? Right. I mean, because uh, they go up there, they get solar panels, but I'm like, but if you have solar panels on there, you already know about that source. Right. <laughs> so I so don't really, was, that was I, kind of vague what the whole mission was. Yeah. And, that was and they never the really got to it. No. They never even no, um, right. They never even had a chance to get to it. But yeah, I, I also want to mention Farrah Fawcett. Um, you know, <laughs> so, so they decide they're going back <laughs> to the spaceship. They're going to try it again in the simulator. Right. So he's like, get back in there. And so she walks in and she's wearing a space suit and she still looked really good. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a big space suit. I was like, I was impressed. I'm sure um, it was custom tailored. Sure. Um, and then they break into the super cool six million dollar man intro yeah so which still seemed a little different i don't know i mean i mean yeah exactly a little i mean it seemed more not like that weird song one we put on the first episode which was the original but it still was obviously it was not what i remember because i probably excuse me probably remember (laughs) we only leave that in i probably remember you know the later you know last couple of seasons more than anything right but yeah um yeah in this part, we kind of skipped over the introduction of Oscar Goldman. He's already like in play here. Yeah, he's actually in this episode, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, so then they that's when they go now and they cut basically to the interview, right? Yeah, right. They're going with they're like, hey, we we have to do this news interview. Now. Right, exactly. And he, you know, <laughs> does he say it to her? He's like, you do your you do your <laughs> job, I'll do mine. That's no. her, right? Yeah. She, so he says to her, <laughs> first of all, he basically says like. We're not getting along. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. And then he says, but now we have to do this interview. How about a truce? Yeah. And okay. She, that's and right. she says, I'll do my job. You do yours. So <laughs> I wasn't sure where that was going. But I did like Steve's jacket. Again, and talking about fashion, it seemed like he was wearing like a smoking jacket or something like out there. I don't know how to describe it. It looked like it might be velvet, but it probably wasn't. I don't know. Like, I'm going to go back and look. I didn't notice. It looked pretty casual. But I did like how the interviewer said to him. Uh, two women. Any thoughts on that, Steve? When they were, they were like having two women, oh, up right, there right? You know, because I think she even mentions, "Well, we should have two yeah, women." She's like, "Yeah, I thought one. we should have two women." Yeah. Oh, any thoughts on that, Steve? He's like, "Why are you he, putting me on the spot here?" Like, yeah. I don't even want to be here, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and he also mentioned the newscaster. I guess I don't know. He says to her, to Farrah Fawcett. It's been a long decade preparing for this journey. Oh, she did say decade. I like don't remember a that. Decade. I'm like, was she 11 when she started with NASA? <laughs> no. She was like so young. But, yeah. So I looked it up, and she was like in her 30s at this point. So she Still. could. I mean, realistically, in her 20s, she could have started preparing. So. I don't know. I don't think NASA took anyone under 30 <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Especially women. Yeah, um, just yeah. kidding. Uh, what was it? Where were we going? Oh, so so. Are we done with the interview? Basically, because there was really not much to it. It was really, I mean, right. thirty so, seconds. So in the interview, we see Steve's softer side, right? Right. He, says, he mellows he says, out a little like bit. One, I forgot what the interviewer asked him, but he says, "He's like, I, you know, it's a da- space flight's dangerous. I don't, we don't want to lose anyone, especially right. a woman." Yeah. So then, then they like after the episode, they like reconcile over that. Yeah, she's like, basically. Oh, Steve. Yeah. So that was, you know, whatever. So now we're back on normal terms. Right. Two people. Mm-hmm. As they're walking out, <laughs> a gigantic barrel-sized 
light falls from the ceiling. Well, no, it didn't fall. You didn't catch that part? No, no, no I don't think I did. Okay, so I fell. <laughs> she doesn't say this, but basically the whole point of is kind of like, you know, hey, women are just as good as men. And she's like, whoa, and she trips over the cable that has the lights. <laughs> and the, the, the light comes because the guys are okay. up there. The guys are just like working on the lights at this point and just like set it down like at the edge <laughs> of this scaffolding. Like with basically hanging off right, right, with the cables hanging down. She trips and like grabs the cable so she doesn't fall. And <laughs> then the whole light comes down. And then he uses his bionic arm no noises right still i know i was disappointed i was waiting for the arm right and then the sounds he basically catches it right right so he catches it with his arm one arm right it gently Which my question was why did he catch it and why didn't he well, just knock he, it away first he threw her out of the way right like he pushed her down but with his with his weak arm though right right yeah because right. he just you know she weighs probably like 80 pounds. <laughs> you don't need to buy out a car to move yeah, her. So he knocks her down. That's probably good enough. He could have probably just stepped aside then. Right. But he used his arm. He lowered it. She saw it. She's like, right. She questioned him. Yeah. He yeah. 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 And basically, yeah. He up there. But basically, this is kind of what happened here. Wait. I got a little, I got a little clip here, I believe. Hey. You okay down there? Yeah. You missed us a mile. Steve, those lights weigh a ton. Well, they do. And you caught it with one arm. How? Well, two hands are for beginners. Sorry, Colonel. You don't get off that easy. <laughs> I love that. Two hands are for beginners. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. That was like one of the typical Steve Austin like one-liners. Right. Uh, right. Two hands are with those guys like, hey, you go, you okay down there? Yeah. Why are you doing this right there? <laughs> Why did you drop a light on us? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny but i but again like you said she calls him out like she says right there no you're gonna have to tell me more than that or you're gonna yeah. to do better than that and basically what does he do he just tells her the whole thing yeah, he's like hey <laughs> i got in this accident and yeah. they just they made me better than me. yeah by the way it's top secret don't tell anybody i'm sure those guys up in the scaffolding didn't hear me right <laughs> no one else saw that and like the whole time we'll get to it later but even like when they're in mission control right the, the mission control guys they, they don't, don't know either. anything. Because right. Steve's like, like Steve and like uh, Oscar are talking, like whispering in the mic. Hey, oh, geez. Like yeah. go, talking in code. Uh, remember what happened in the desert? It's happening again. Right. <laughs> or something right. like that. I can't remember what they like, said. What's wrong, Steve? Oh, nothing. We're just reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, know. Yeah. It was, We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we are. But, We're getting ahead of ourselves. But I just found it funny that why is he allowed to, to tell her right away? Yeah, you can tell anyone. But he can't. You just got to say, don't tell anyone else. But he didn't even say that. He just like, Bob, by the way. Right. And then, then he like basically rips the door off the hinge. The yeah, right. This gigantic out. iron door. <laughs> not sure why they have that, but they had this. It's like the door to a safe. That was like yeah, 70 it was, feet yeah, high. It was, yeah, it's like and for he, a and he, studio he, door, like, like for a soundstage. Yeah, which, I don't know. If they were doing an interview show, I don't think it'd be like a soundstage <laughs> like that. <laughs> used to be Fort Knox whatever I would think they would know anyway so after that then the, we basically go to Mission Control right right we go to Mission she's getting Control. ready to launch um, yeah they, they get ready to launch they take uh, Farah and her partner who we've never seen before in this episode right pretty much remains silent I don't even think he has a speaking role no he gets injured pretty early yeah, <laughs> yeah so they launch and you know seconds after launch some type of malfunction, explosion. Right. Yeah. And 
what they say? One of the fuel tanks or something? Basically, they're taking mission control. She even says, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. yeah. But, but before we get to that, a couple of things I want to mention in mission control. One, Steve's jacket with all those patches. <laughs> do you remember that thing? Yeah, I do, actually. I kind of want that jacket. <laughs> it was ridiculous how many patches were on it. But it was pretty sweet. And I, cool I, I think I found a picture online. So if I remember, I'll post it later. But it was a sweet jacket. It was. But the – I don't know what he was in Mission Control. He wasn't the doctor, but he was there. It was the guy who played Dr. Aston in Quincy. Remember Quincy? I remember Quincy. You remember the guy with the mustache? He was like nah, he was like know. Quincy's boss. Yeah, I don't. So he I, was in this I, one. So as John uh, Ragan, I guess his name. Anyway, so yeah, good. So um, yeah, so then they have that problem. Something like something blew up, basically. I think they, they said it was a fuel tank or something. <laughs> they didn't really. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, very clear. And she was extremely calm. Right. She's well, like, she should be. She is a professional. I and I don't know her partner's name, but she's like <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> uh, we had we had a malfunction. The other guy is unconscious. That's all. Yeah, we're cool. Don't we're worry good. about it. We'll be fine. But uh, I did notice that it was, uh, it was probably the guy. I not, it wasn't Steve Austin. It was the, whoever was in charge. What do you call that? The guy who the mission manager. The, <laughs> We we should really look this head, stuff up. Head mission. Yeah, but anyway, but I noticed that they started, you know, kind of ditching radio protocol because he just starts calling her Kelly instead of saying like <laughs> right. Athena One. He's like Kelly, how you doing up there? No, it's still Athena One. Everyone keep their cool. Right. The nation is probably going to be watching this like Apollo Thirteen because Apollo Thirteen just happened. So wait, <laughs> in this real time. So, so so speaking of that, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to. Um, where did I see this? I, I can't quote my source right now. Oh. But I saw it said, this episode is, of course, based on the actual crippled spacecraft event from Apollo 13. Okay. Um, so were you trying to find timeline? So I guess they actually used some of the footage from the Apollo Like the 13. real Apollo 13? Yeah, from the real Apollo 13. Um, they said that the spacewalk footage... Includes, oh, it did look like file footage. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's file footage um, from Apollo 13's damaged uh, service oh, module. Okay. So, well, yeah. I mean, there definitely was similarities. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yes. So wait, so you're you're trying to say that Lee Majors and Farrah Fawcett didn't really do a spacewalk in this episode? Well, I mean, they probably did. <laughs> they just enhanced it with extra footage. Gotcha. All right. So... Now, this is where I was I was a little confused on this. Maybe it was um, the format I was watching and it was terrible. So I don't know. This might have been part of it. But so they go to Skylab, right? They basically dock with that. That alone excited me. Skylab. Well, well, right. No, it's cool to hear Skylab. But did they go there because of this problem or were they supposed to go to Skylab anyway? I think, That's what I was trying to figure I out. I think that was a detour. I think they're like, hey – Dock at Skylab. Because you're because crippled. You're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and obviously, if anyone is of age, Skylab was what our first thing we sent up, first like space station kind of thing we sent up in space, which most of us remember more so about when it crashed down to Earth. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> all that, I remember about it. Because that became big news. And I was kind of reading a little bit about it. You know, I read a little bit about, you know, Skylab, what kind of things they did there and everything. And that was all fine and dandy and who cares. 
But I guess like nowadays when you hear about stuff, except for that last Chinese thing that came down, usually they pretty much know exactly when things are coming down and where they're going to come down. It right. seemed like this one was a little, they weren't hundred percent sure. Like and obviously it was like one of our ocean. first things too. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, <laughs> so that was just the first thing I heard. I'm like, Oh my God, I remember when everyone was talking about that coming to crash in earth. And as Mike and I were talking about before this started, at least in Chicago. So we had a, a radio DJ still on the air and different, different station now because it's many many years later but he did a parody song about skylab and uh that was like one of the first thing that jumped into both of our heads yeah, we, we both mentioned it so yeah it was, and it was it basically based it off the song um shattered from the rolling stones and talked about how it was going to crash to earth and hold on i have a little bit here for you if you can bear with me one second as i change this around this is great podcasting just to hear so, me clicking. So here we go. Here's a little here's a little clip of it. breaking into bits. You best be hiding when it hits. Look out. Here it comes. Anyway, so that's a little <laughs> clip. <laughs> and as you know, how, what again, what year did that come down? 79? Is that what we said? I don't, oh, yeah, somewhere around that. I was I right around remember. there. But I do remember them saying in the news, like, the government said that if you find a piece of Skylab, you can keep it. No, they did say that? Yeah. Oh, I figured they'd tell you, don't touch it. Well, normally, I, yeah. probably today, they would tell you, you that. Keep it as a memento. Today, and it's probably like radioactive. If you bring it to like Houston, that. we'll sign it for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, that, okay, so they did go there on purpose. Okay, but so they go there because now this guy needs, well, the, the guy needs help and the ship is crippled. Right. So they get there and then the door doesn't open. Well, well, yeah, right. So they get there and they can't get the hatch. It must have been their hatch open, it sounds like, right? right? right. Yeah. So Farrah can't get out and her, her partner is unconscious. Luckily, there's a standby <laughs> rocket at NASA. Right, exactly. And well, first thing, what she said is, I've tried everything but a can opener. Can you bring me one? <laughs> Now, okay, so you said that, and I thought this exact same thing. This is like bringing us to, <laughs> do you ever see the movie um, Armageddon? Yeah. When they launched two, they just had these two prototype space shuttles ready to go. Right. So I thought the same thing. I'm like, what the well, hell? So this is what always bothered me as a kid. Like when the space shuttle went, I'm like, why do they always wait like a year between <laughs> the two space right. shuttles? Like I want, why aren't we just shooting them up there? That yeah. sounds pretty cool. But I will say, I, when I looked up stuff about Skylab, I did see. Now, again, I think this probably happened after the fact. So maybe they watch this show. <laughs> I'm sure that's I watched it. But, okay, here. So here's a little bit I have. So I do have some information. So Skylab was sent up in 73, came crashing down in 79. On the final mission, they did actually have a rescue rocket in case of an emergency. So oh, they nice. did have a backup. Now, granted, that happened after the show aired. So, again, maybe they, whatever, they were just like, hey, that's a good idea. But they never used it. But um, so I guess that was a thing that they did. It's just okay. these guys thought of it first. Or I should say not these guys, uh, Dorothy Fontana, D.C. Fontana. Right. Thought right. of it first. Or I'm sure it was more of a, they probably I'm sure it was more of a writer's episode. room like it usually is for a show where there's multiple people. And they're but like, anyway. hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, we should. We should. And obviously that makes for better TV because then otherwise 
<laughs> so what do you say? They, they One die. year later, yeah, right. <laughs> the next year, be like, uh, like the Martian, they're growing potatoes and uh, their own feces in the rocket. To, like, yeah. Oh, and and um, so we were talking. We were talking about the debris from Skylab. According to this Wikipedia again, it said NASA had cal- calculated that the odds were one to one in 152 of debris hitting a human. <laughs> That's kind of high. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't great odds. No. I mean, I, I I I don't know if that was correct or not. But anyway. I don't remember hearing anyone getting hit, but. No, I don't think I, anyone did. I, well, I read most of it came down in uh, Australia, like yeah. near Perth or something like that, I think yeah. it said. They don't really. Maybe near the outback. I'm sure Crocodile Dundee found some pieces. Yeah, they don't really <laughs> talk about accidents that happen in Australia. So. Um, back then, we didn't get news from them. It was too far away. Yeah, <laughs> Tech, we didn't have the technology. But, yeah. Um, all right. So they send up Steve. So he's like talking again, talking in code. Hey, remember when that thing happened in the studio <laughs> and I used my arm? Do you yeah. think I could get the door open with that? Right. It yeah. was very no one, odd. I mean, like, and no I one understand. I mean, I understand he was trying to speak and go. It was just really strange. But, and, you know, all the guys in the round mission control are like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously they didn't say that. But in the real world, that's what they would have been doing. Right. Like, Dude, what's, like, what's wrong with this guy? Maybe. So, okay. So they spend a billion dollars and send a rocket up. Right. With the doctor that was in mission yeah, control. And, and then which the, obviously makes sense because this guy had his face blasted off or right. whatever happened to him. So the, the newscaster says, you know, Steve Austin going back to space to try to save these people or whatever. And the doctor may do the first surgery in space. Oh, yeah. That's like, right. Wow. I forgot about that. That's that's. That's really groundbreaking, actually. Yeah. Which I don't know if he ever did anything. Oh, no, they did yeah, do surgery. Did. That's he right. Did. Yeah, yeah. He no, ended he up doing surgery. Yeah. With two See what happens when I haven't watched it too long? Trained. I only watched it one time this time. I think that was part of my problem. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he does break the door or basically uses his arm, I guess. Right. To, I, I can't tell if he broke it or if he just, he just kind of wedged it, it open. Because that's what I was trying to think. I'm like, if he breaks his door, how the hell did they get home? Because then that ship's messed up, right? Right. But they get to that later. Right. But so they do the surgery. Oh, Before we get into the <laughs> wait, surgery. Wait, wait, wait. What happens? Does he go? Do they go outside first? Yeah, they do a moonwalk. They do, like, well, they do the EVA for the solar walk. panels, right? Yeah. So and that's, that's the first time that we get a little bit of uh a little bit of glitchiness you get a you get a little bit of we get some bionic right. uh, breakdown so you hear this <laughs> so it's like the bionic eye right which i guess they've gotten to the part where they show his eye sounds yeah. or play his eye sounds so so yeah that was just the eye so when he when he tore the door off with his arm no that bionic, was fine. no bionic sounds right but the the eye right i guess the eye came first Sounds, maybe, maybe. sound effects. And, and then at that point, I questioned, can he hear the sound in his head or is that just for us? <laughs> that is a very good question. We might have to talk to somebody that worked on the show. Yeah. If anyone listens to this that worked on Six Month Oven. Yeah, Lee Majors, uh, uh, give me a call. Yeah, Lee. Hey, Mike already tried to get a hold of you. <laughs> I, I did. I tried to get a hold of Lee Majors uh, for <laughs> you know, a podcast interview. Um, 
We were unsuccessful, surprisingly. I'll keep at it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, so his eye go, his, his eyeball goes on the fritz. Because at first, I was I looked away for a second, and I heard that noise. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like his eye did. <laughs> and then I realized that that was his his eye going on the fritz. Right. And my it brought me back to the pilot episode. I'm like, well, maybe he forgot to read the manual. <laughs> There's maybe a different a, show. <laughs> maybe somewhere in there it says you can't use that eye in space. Right. Um, but the, the other thought I had was, so he was an astronaut, right? Yes. And they knew he was an astronaut. Right. And they put these bionics on. Wouldn't you think they'd make sure it worked in space? Yeah, but I, I don't know that they knew he was going back, yeah, right? I guess. Maybe they're like, now we're going to use him for only these secret missions. Right. So. But in the episode we didn't watch – which they reference in this when they talk in code is when they were in cold weather. That's how his bionics first started feeling. Cause he was really, it was like oh, a refrigerated thing. No, no, it wasn't in this one. They don't no, say but it, mentioned it, but I just, they just yeah. mentioned that he had a problem. Remember that's when the yeah. said, or remember, remember that what, other yeah. problem we had that other day, you right, know, right. That's what they're talking about. Um, so I, I don't know, but I guess it's something different. It's probably not cold because obviously his, his arms insulated and his head's yeah. insulated. So, so the, I, I guess the point we're trying to make is that in space, he doesn't work as well as he does on the ground. So yeah, um, but they address that later. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, the doctor does surgery in space with two people who have no medical training, <laughs> and uh, but they know all the instruments. It seems successful. Right. And um so that's a, that, that's good. So the guy the guy pulls through, still doesn't speak, but that's good. And then Yeah, he uh, was like asleep the whole time, right? Right. He didn't speak the entire time. No. Yeah. And then in the very next scene, they're like it's like nighttime or they're sleeping and the the, the doctor <laughs> is sleeping in a bag like hanging on the wall. I have the same thing. I'm like, why is the doctor strapped to the wall? <laughs> He's strapped to the wall. But there's like dude, Steve and Fair Foster just walking around. Yeah, they're walking around. There's no <laughs> there's no gravity issues. <laughs> it, the, the only gravity issues they have is that they have to do things in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think there was supposed to be a belt on in one of them or something, but anyway, but but what I, what I, what I thought was kind of funny too is um not funny. But when they were doing the surgery, you know, Steve was giving instruments too. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they were playing that noise again. And he's like, it looked like he was like hammered, like trying to go, I can't uh, scalpel. <laughs> you know, again, all the instruments are staying on the table. They're not floating away at microgravity. Right, right. But yeah. yet the guys Maybe are strapped to the wall. I'm going to say they're magnetic. That would be a good idea for, I, they probably weren't, but that'd be a good idea for space <laughs> instruments. <laughs> yeah. When they do and actually. So I was thinking that too, like he he's getting, you know, he's like kind of, woozy looking and yeah. like all right you could write that off as the guy's doing surgery right there in front of right. him maybe he's got a weak stomach right yeah but then they got the bionic eye sound right See, you know what it is he, he's yeah like, i know i know what it is like but it was just funny because it's like, like Whoa. <laughs> i don't know the way he was acting yeah. i know you can all see what i'm doing in the podcast but yeah mike mike was like like he was balancing on a high wire <laughs> um so but anyway, yeah, yeah so, so they get they do the surgery, you know, he's strapped to the wall and asleep, I guess. And uh but they just they have to he has to go outside again. 
Yeah. Why does he? What was he doing outside again? So he had to go to the other ship and like take pieces of it, right? And bring them back to his ship. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he had to make because it, it was for. They were gonna get. They were all gonna go in one capsule. Yeah, they're all gonna go back in Steve's capsule, which was designed for three people. Right. So what did so they need they the machinery take for? I'm not sure. But he was busting out computers, right. and all kinds of things, and wires. Right. But when, remember, she was like saying, "Like, no, you can't go." <laughs> this, this line was, "Me, Colonel, you major." Remember? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I right. thought that was kind of funny. But he does go outside, and I'm not sure. So he just, I don't, he has, must have to do something with the capsule that's attached, like yeah. the one he's going to take, or maybe the one that they didn't take. Maybe he was taking some of the fuel. Maybe. I don't know. You're stretching. But yeah, yeah, I can't remember. So for whatever but reason, anyway, it, that guy yeah, we find survived. out they can't land with that one. Maybe he just does goes to check it out. That's what I think it was. Yeah, he went right, to go check he... out what the damage was. Okay, right. Because right. he can report. And that's when he starts that's talking when they to show, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. And Oscar's like, so how's it going? Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so, yeah. So then they're like, okay, we can't let you go all in one capsule. That's right. not safe. Because we, like, right. we can only do the math for three. Right. <laughs> They're like, well, what, our, what, our slide rules. What's your op, what's your other option? Okay, we'll let you do it. So, they, no, but first, first, the say something about another rescue mission, and that's oh, yeah, when yeah. that's when I wrote down. Well, this is bullshit. Okay, they had one rocket ready. Now they're gonna have a third one. <laughs> but actually, Steve calls him out. He's like, "How long is that gonna take? A year for you to build another rocket?" Right. So they did try to be realistic on this one, you know. Right. I so I think that. I think the whole challenge here was the manual reentry. Right. So they said it would take four days for them to figure out the coordinates or math behind doing right. the automated reentry. And Steve's like, "Well, we have to do it manually." Yeah. Which probably would still take four days to figure out how to do. You that. still have to do the math to figure. Out, you know, we've seen Apollo thirteen. Right. And we know how long it takes to do the math and. Uh, I, guess, I don't know. It didn't seem like it took that four days, though. <laughs> no, it was pretty much like a video game going back into the atmosphere. Right, exactly. But but Oscar seems really nervous. Oscar's concerned. He does. He's, He's got you know, $6 million invested well, in this I think, guy. I think it's more than that. I think it's a friendship thing. I, I don't think so. It's but only Steve, episode But eight. Steve's still a smartass. Oh, yeah. So this is another part where Steve's a smartass. So they're working on this stuff, right? And they're trying to figure out if he can come back. And then you get Oscar freaking out. She's ripped up pretty bad. The port side and the heat shield both ruptured. How will they get down? Don't be such a ray of sunshine, Oscar. Your microphone's still on. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he calls Oscar. Oscar, like, totally forgets he's had live mic. Which, again, in the movies, <laughs> Apollo 13, they were on live mic, but... I thought that was kind of funny. Don't be such a ray of sunshine. Yeah, that was yeah that, that that was good. But I still think Oscar is more concerned about his investment. Than uh, well, but yeah, I'll go with the human side. And yeah, I think you they, they got to be friends. They got to be buddies. Okay. All right, all right. So then, um, let's see. Um, what do I have then? Kelly, this, just, right, Steve's too shaky because of the radiation right. in his bionics, right. so exactly. he can't pilot this thing. Right, he, he can't. He can't get him through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So it's up to Kelly. You know, Kelly, the rookie, needs to needs to get him through. And were they betting on him dying? Why do I have that written down? They were betting. <laughs> were like the guys taking odds in the mission control. I do control? remember something about a pool. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. 
That wasn't very cool. But but anyway, so but yeah, Ke- so yeah. Yeah, so Kelly, you know, steady hand, she navigates them through. There's a three minute blackout, so we really don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. So we just static. No mm-hmm. no contact. Then suddenly, I don't know, some ship or something reports that they see the right. capsule right. with the parachutes. Right. I had a couple of questions about this whole thing, obviously. One, what happened to the other two? Because they don't show them anywhere. The other two were they like strapped outside? Was that doctor still in that uh yeah in that know. sleeping bag like attached to the outside of the thing? Yeah. Because they never show those two. He was still strapped I mean, against the wall. We've all then... been to like a museum. We see how small those capsules are. Yeah. Where would they put those other two guys? They uh, don't yeah. uh, you know. Good point. But um but yeah, you say the blackout, right? They do the, that's the typical blackout thing. They have three minutes where they're going to be in blackout when they probably go through the ionosphere or whatever, you know, get the static and all that stuff. But at one point, someone actually says when they're talking on the radio, trying to talk, you're breaking up, you're breaking up. <laughs> wait, that's wait, what he wait. says when he dies you're, almost. You're part of NASA. Do you not realize this is the blackout? Yeah. Period? Well, no, no. But I'm saying, remember, that's what he says in the ship. Oh, yeah. When he, when we're breaking crashes. up. We're breaking up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, man. So and then they yeah they but they, they come through they make it yes yeah, someone finally spots them and they 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 land they successfully land safely and um I so I don't know if you caught the music in this episode <laughs> uh, but no. I made a note it was like eerie it was like the it reminded me of the Brady Bunch episode where <laughs> where Greg was doing the UFO oh, you know yeah. and he had that slide whistle yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's kind of what the music was. Oh, I don't remember that. It's pretty That's funny. It's kind of spooky, but But uh yeah, then he does say something to her like, you know, good job or whatever and she's like, I flew this the way my teacher taught me. And then they held hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. But then we never see her again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if she was in later episodes. She, like, there, I think she was in another episode, but I don't know if she played the same person. Okay. I remember right. cuz I remember flipping through the channels and she was on and yeah. I don't I don't know what episode it is. We'll have to look it up. And I, we'll and I will do some do research. I'll do some research on the um, you know Bionic Woman where he was pushing for her to be the yeah definitely the, the main the main. I can't remember the woman's name that played that Jamie Summers role. Oh, um, oh but man, we'll look into that. No, God, if I can't, now you got me blanking. I know yeah, it's, I can, I'm, I'm blanking on it. Uh, I saw it earlier today, so and I don't know why. No, I can't wait, hold on. It. We can't leave this go because right. this is ridiculous, and not to mention the fact that our Facebook page follows her. So hold on. A second. Oh, yeah. oh, Lindsay Wagner. Lindsay How Wagner. I, yeah, yeah, easy. I didn't even. And by the way, I didn't find it. I remembered it. Good. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple of things that did, did happen at the end too, and I don't remember. Does he say this at the end? <laughs> he does say something like space. It is the final frontier. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he says that. And. Uh, she even says to him at the very end, I don't know if you remember this part, but somebody, oh, when you're feeling better, I know this great restaurant. We can go get something to eat. <laughs> She's like, he's like, what's right? He's like, my place. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, and just to tie things up. So the, the fact that his bionics were malfunctioning in space, Oscar told him, I talked to Rudy. He developed this you know, top secret, I don't know, shielding. That right. It's like, like a layer extra of skin, skin, basically, yeah. And it will protect you. You can go back into space anytime you want. 
So, right. So, yeah, just whenever. And I'm sure he does. Probably. I'm not, then think. he's like the $6,500. Right. $6 million and change. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head if they go into space again. But I'm sure they do in the show because yeah. space was still a big deal back in the 70s, yeah. even though all the I mean, politicians had already stopped. All right. But yeah, that's pretty much the episode. I mean, it was a good show. I, I mean, you, yeah, you I mean, watch it if you haven't. Right. I mean, and even if you have and you haven't yeah. seen it in a while, it's worth revisiting. It's right. Good. And it sounds like we're show. making fun of this. We are in some ways, but it doesn't mean we don't like it. Right. It was good. Yeah. I, I actually enjoyed it. And it's, it's just fun to kind of look back at it and, and, you know, poke holes in and stuff. Right. Exactly. And, you know, things were different then. I don't know if you want to say cheesier, but it's, it's just the way it was. Right. Right, but yeah, so it was yeah, it was a good episode. We'll, again, we're definitely gonna be back with this show. We are. There's there so many episodes, that five it, or six seasons, right? And a couple of those movies, we definitely got to do a couple of those comeback movies. Which yeah, I saw somewhere on Twitter. Someone, one of the things we follow on the Twitter thing, they uh, posted about one of the movies when he comes back like ten years later. Yeah, there are just some good episodes. I remember. We'll we'll pluck those out. Oh yeah, and same with the other shows that we've done already. You know, Magnum PI. Knight Rider and uh, Greatest American, American Hero. Hero. We'll be back to all those. And we'll hit some new ones. And we'll definitely well, be hitting new ones. Some new oldies. Well, well yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. New, oh, oh, and a couple of notes. So I, I don't know if I even said this to you. I'm not sure. But, you know, so on Twitter, we did see that they are shooting the pilot already for the new Magnum PI. But I also did see that basically ABC dump the pilot for Grace American Hero reboot. No way. Yeah, I meant to tell you that. So that was from the um the actress who was going to play it. Oh, so they didn't they didn't pick up the pilot. So it, maybe someone else will. Yeah, who hopefully knows? someone there's else Netflix, will pick it up. Woo, there's all those things. I mean, that we'll mean, pick it up. I'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, you know. I got like 50 bucks. I I could, I could probably scrape 50 <laughs> can we bucks. Do it like on if we can get 100 together. <laughs> maybe we can get like a, the pilot on yeah. online on our website or something. Right. I mean, we'll see what we can we do. We can figure this out. But yeah, so that's pretty much the episode. It was that was a shorter one, obviously, because it's a short episode. But uh, yeah, it was a, just a regular you right. know, fifty minute episode. But yeah, we haven't talked about the next episode yet. Yeah, we um, have a couple ideas. It's we are going to be doing a new one for sure, right? New, new a new pilot, a new pilot. Yeah, we're thinking between a couple to figure out which one to do. So yeah, any suggestions? Feel free to shoot them out to us. Right, um, and and if there are any suggestions of anything, even of the shows we've already done episodes. Yeah, if you have favorites message. of uh, Six Million Dollar Man, let us know. Yeah, we'll take a look at them, and um, you know, we'll 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 talk about them. Yeah, and again, uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, all those places. We got our Facebook page. Please Twitter. give us a Twitter. Yeah, please give us a a rating and or review. That always helps with iTunes, especially to get us noticed, so other people can you know keep sharing it. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Anything yeah. Else you guys no, no. Looking forward to uh, you know. I don't know if there are any Farrah Fawcett toys out there, but I'd like to see <laughs> some of those posted on Facebook. There's gotta be. I'm sure there I'm had sure. to have been. Yeah. I'm, even though she was only in Charlie's Angels for one year, I think. I think. Oh, I don't right? know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure there is something. But uh, anyway, so that's it for this episode of uh, I Used to Watch This. Uh, I'm Mike Forgetto. I'm Mike Sullivan. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.